Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. So that's what Balance Protocol is. I mean, it's a protocol that has a framework that covers environment, lifestyle, mindset, and nutrition. And we do the right things, but in the right order. So it's a sequence. It's episode 216 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show. It is behavioral health clinician, Vanessa Leck, L-E-C-H, Leck, not Leck, I would go with Leck. It's not Lech. Yeah, it's Leck, clearly. All right. So we're Although if it is Lech, I'm not going to judge. Right. I mean, it's fine. So it's Way to go, Mark. It's, really gotten off on the on the right start. We've had a lot of fun, like like names that are could go either way. We've had a few. N- Nicole Moline is one. You going to finish? Oh, yeah. Uh, Vanessa has worked with a diverse <laughs> array of people. She is actively uh, working on creating resources for licensed behavioral health Clinicians, she's active, or she was, uh, she's an Army veteran, and she's an active-duty military spouse, so we're going to talk to her about self-care and burnout and all sorts of fun stuff, Rick. Thank you for your service in advance. Yeah. I was the first one to say that, just to have the record show. Well, and also thank you for your service. Oh, I get thanked by a paycheck. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I get to run errands on the clock. military, (laughs) Military people get a paycheck, right? They don't get to run errands on the clock. They don't like, ah, I'm going to run to the bookstore real quick. I'll be back in a couple hours. Speaking of active duty and books. This is <laughs> the not- bookstore. Like, that's where I'm going. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to old Barnes and & Noble and check out some titles. <laughs> see, what the, see what's on the New York Times bestseller shelf. <laughs> and then kick me in the groin while you're there. Um, <laughs> that will be two-day video. That is a joke for two people, you and me. Um, speaking of books and active duty, I'm reading a book that everyone should read right now. It's called uh, Can't Hurt Me by Navy SEAL David Goggins. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go with when you said active duty. I had, I'm having some active duty right now, <laughs> and as you are as well, and I have proof. Yeah. <laughs> like I FedExed it to you. <laughs> <sighs> Um, that's not what I was going to talk about, though. Read that book, though. Can't hurt me, David Goggins. Um, I have two important announcements. Oh, well. Fanfare. First, Rick. Yes. Bow to your sensei. I'm an orange belt. Okay, I have a question. When you introduce this, I have a question. I'm an orange belt. Okay, where is that on the spectrum of belts? Is it like Roy G. Biv, like uh, the, the colors, the rainbow. It's like the third. It's the third one. If I stay on this this pace that I'm on at this time next year, I will be a high blue belt. Then it's there's two levels of red belt, and then I will be, uh, I guess what are those? Like, like like 
bright and crimson? No, one there's a red belt that's like red with a black stripe. The other one is black with a red stripe. And then I what do they call that? Would they call that red with black stripe belt? No, that's red and red and high red. Oh, high red. <laughs> that's very creative of you. Upper red, and then okay. And I didn't come up with it. Sensei did. <laughs> Master Sensei is the guy. Master. <laughs> the guy from, his, his, from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. His name wearing is. Wearing his American flag Zubaz pants. His name is actually <laughs> Sensei. It's Sensei. Master Sensei is, the, is his actual name. That would be a funny <laughs> name. Master Sensei Bentley. Like next I do have a question. Okay. Why are you wearing a headband? I have a is it is the is the okay okay is the headband optional? Is it like hey, if you want to feel like a real ninja, like a real baddie, <laughs> you can wear a headband. I have, or is that just the Mark Rogers bit or what is that? I have a functional reason for the headband. Would oh, you like? please explain? Okay, because I, I have a functional reason. I wear a, a a like a Baker Mayfield style headband when I play hockey, but it's because my hair is long. And it's to keep it out of my face. Right. So your hair is very. Your hair is. Very, no, it's not. It's okay. very long. Sorry. Extremely long. So when very I, luxurious. When I, <laughs> it is luxurious. When I started, extremely, I started using conditioner this morning. Oh, Thank you very much. I wash my hair about once a month. <laughs> gross. True story. Um, I know. Soap, no, I don't doubt it. Soap is gross. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> when I started Taekwondo in the summertime, okay? <laughs> it's I, funny just to hear you say the term, oh, uh, Taekwondo. <laughs> I don't say it like that. It's like my grand. <laughs> it's my grandmother. Whenever she would say like a Mexican dish, she would go from Texan to like she would go. Yeah, we're out here having some enchiladas. And it's like it's like the, uh, no. the t- television news anchor talking about like yes. the storm bearing yeah. down on the cur- coast, like and uh, approaching yeah. the coast of Florida, we have Urucan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't say it like that. So listen. It's very hot, and at the end of the hour, I would be like completely 100% drenched through, and I'm, there's sweat pouring down my face. So oh. I didn't want to wear a tennis headband in Taekwondo <laughs> class. <laughs> like, Looking like Bjorn Borg. Like, like, <laughs> like a Jason Terry headband. It just didn't fit. So I Googled, I Amazoned headband, and I found this Nike. It's Nike. It's a polyester headband. It looks, it goes with the outfit, and it has it a goes pin. with the outfit. <laughs> I think if Sensei heard you call it an outfit, you'd be done. That's uniform, it. uniform, and it it keeps the sweat out of my eyes and my face, and it's the thing is completely drenched. <laughs> now listen. Gross. Now here's one thing. So at testing, at a, it like this is like thirteen and over testing, and then everyone else below that test. So like I tested eight. On Saturday morning, and my daughter's tested at nine. So, okay. I, the only other yellow belts testing for orange belts in the adult testing class on Saturday were two like they're like twins and they're thirteen. They look like they're eight. So it's those two kids and me. <laughs> You're in a little kids karate class. No, there are other adults, but they're higher I... up than me. <laughs> I need to send you. You're just going. I'm imagining that episode of Seinfeld. Yes. And he get he ends up getting like like they all start attacking him because they're sick. <laughs> they're sick of him. I'm gonna send you a picture of I did my form. I had to do it all by myself. What does that mean? 
Uh, there are four I'm not well versed in uh, the martial arts. Okay, well, this picture is like super small. Why is it small? I want you to click it and and explain to everyone what you see. <laughs> what? It's just a picture of your butt, isn't it? It's it's very bubbly. <laughs> yes, it's like very your rear end. It's very bulbous. <laughs> it's, it's 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 like these like white thin pants. And it's like you could just see my butt basically through these pants, and there's like, why are you not wearing underwear doing taekwondo? I am wearing underwear. I don't think that you are. <laughs> I'm looking right at the picture. I am definitely wearing underwear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's what I. How do. did you get it? How long have you guys been doing this? Since June, and you test up. Well, okay, you. If you average two classes a week, you will get enough hours in three months to test. And they, they do a testing like every three months. Once Good I get God. once I get to high uh, blue and up, it goes up. It's like 25 hours is what you need per testing cycle until you get up to the higher belts. Then you need 50. So if I'm going to if I was going to go up to the next belt and like the blue, the, the high reds, I would have to go four times a week, which that's not going to happen. So as I get, as I go up the ladder, it's going to start taking me longer. So I would like, I'm going to try to get my black belt before I'm like 42. Hey, I have another exciting announcement. Speaking of my age and your age, guess what? What? Guess what it happens in 2020. I, I turned 40. It's a leap year. It is a leap year. And you have your 40th birthday on the day. I actually do have a real birthday this year. That's so exciting. I'm actually pretty excited about it. I haven't had a birthday in, well, it's coming up on four Four years. years, We need to do something. I can't. I think I'm going to be out of town. Man, I I might. uh, I might watch a a hockey game on television and get a get a frozen pizza. What did you draw on my picture? Might get to oh, work. you drew green. Gr- I grew. I drew green stink lines on the picture of your butt and texted it to you. <laughs> okay, on your birthday, I might be out of town, but like, bef- like maybe the weekend. Oh well, before. then okay, never mind. Well, no, it's, it's all right. Mark, it only you know comes every. You're in my phone. Eighty-four. If I lived that long, you're in my phone is fake rickety, and it, so on the 29th, <laughs> it says fake rickety's fortieth birthday. <laughs> What day of the week is that? That's a it's a Saturday. Oh man, party down! Maybe I, we need to get a real birthday on a Saturday, man. Oh, you, you know what we should to, do? Here's what we should do. I could get in bed by 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 nine thirty. Oh. Get a Listen, lot of rest. The weekend before that is Brad and Jeff's forty first. We should all get together that weekend because I'm going to be out of town the next weekend and have okay. a, have a bash. A okay, bash. A bash. I have another. Okay, that wasn't the. You should get a pinata. <laughs> but a pinata full of like. A stool softener. <laughs> say a, bo- a pinata full of adult stuff. Like Advil. Like, <laughs> the only like, adult thing I could think of was like, oh, we could get a bunch of bunch of ibuprofen. Yeah. Motrin. And sleep, sleeping pills. <laughs> uh, re- like those uh, prescription reading glasses <laughs> that you just buy like, at Walmart. <laughs> Um, my second big announcement is okay. this. I am Robin Hood. Oh, Jiminy. I bought a bow and arrow. Well, a okay. bow and some arrows. Well, bow and arrow. Not, oh, just, okay. not just one arrow. 
I have a I bought a bow and it's super fun. I'm gonna shoot You're not you're not Robin Hood, you're Katniss Everdeen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot cats with it in my neighborhood. Mark. Can you do that? No. What if no one ever sees it? Then I will be pissed. As, I like cats. As a policeman, if I shot a cat, it was on my fence, and I buried him in my backyard, would I get in trouble? As a non-policeman, I would kill you. <laughs> I'm an actual policeman. As a non-policeman. You can't kill cats, Mark. What the what is the matter with you? Oh, I think you can. Well, I mean, you can. You can <laughs> do a lot of things, but like, kill cats? Come on. Oh, fine. All right, well. I like cats. What's your problem with cats? Here's Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about murdering animals. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect segue. I just hate cats. <laughs> and uh, God's creatures, one cool thing about the bow and the arrow is that I can go out into my backyard and shoot into a target. You can't do that with You're a allowed, Is that legal? Can you do that? Yeah, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out in the country-ish. You're not out in the country. Yeah, I am. There's country all I mean, around me. Like all of Abilene is country, yeah. but like you're <laughs> you're not out in quote unquote the country. Yeah, no one no one cares. I'm out in the corner, of the last house in the I city care. limits. What are you gonna do? Bleed on me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. So it's kind of fun. You go out there and you just shoot your uh, your bows and arrows, and it's there, dude. Have you ever shot like a compound, like a like an actual, not just like a. Or little... Do I look like somebody who shot a compound bow? It's well. Do you remember the story? We were over at Jackson's one time, and Will had a compound bow and shot a squ- a squirrel, and it ran off with the arrow sticking through it, and they never did find it. That's horrible. And that was in Richardson. <laughs> like you know how they had that like first suburb from Dallas. Yeah, they had that. Like remember outside there. The, the the driveway. Oh yeah, and that it was like creek like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like back in there, and the this squirrel just ran off into the into the distance with, the air, with this huge arrow sticking through it. Now listen, I am an animal rights advocate, Mark. Okay, okay. I'm not like such an animal rights advocate that I'll stop eating meat because <laughs> it's delicious, but like I don't think we need to, you know, kill them and shoot them with arrows. I have a terrible. Uh, I killed an animal. Uh, in the city last week. In the city, huh? You went to the city. You hitched up your wagon to go to the city to get some supplies, provisions, some sugar and flour. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm I, okay. Provisions. You'll, you'll love this. Add this to the bragging, bragging montage. I was in my office on a video conference call. Well, and I get, well, well. And I get this text, and we're in this like we're in this old. It's a, it was a bank building, so there's these big windows, and pigeons fly into our windows all the time, and they scare the crap out of you. And apparently a, a, a bird had flown into one of the windows, like down the hall from me on the back part of the building, and I see this text on my phone while I'm on this conference call. It says, hey, can you do something about this bird, this suffering <laughs> bird that's like in the flower bed outside? So you went out and grabbed it by its neck, and you started punching it repeatedly in the face? Close. <laughs> God. I went out the front door. I grabbed a big rock out of the flower bed on my way around to the back of the building. I checked to make sure that it was like like irreparable damage, you know, like it could not fly. It's it's cat food. And and I'm gonna do the humane thing. 
I'm gonna kill this bird before I catch it. Throw it in a wood chipper. By, <laughs> before, I'm gonna put it in a, in a little tiny bird electric chair. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, not humane at all. And, and forget to wet the sponge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the death penalty hilarious. And I <laughs> crushed its head with a rock. Mark Rogers. While the whole office was like watching out the window. <sighs> I know. But it's better than being eaten alive by a cat. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I guess that's the humane it way. It didn't to do it. feel anything I, up until like the, the fifth time that I actually hit it. The, or the first God. four times I was like I was just kidding. Imagining you just bashing this bird with a rock. <laughs> like, like in its legs. Like, oh my legs. <laughs> Please. So one time when I was a kid, I was I don't I wasn't very old. I was probably like fifteen. My dad was gone for the weekend for something. And our dog had gone out and like caught a rat and like we had like a giant storage barn in our giant backyard and uh, caught a rat under there and like slung him to death like three quarters of the way, but not all the way and brought him to the back porch because, hey, hey, here's your prize. My mom was like, you have to do something. So in a not smart move, my dad had had all his guns unlocked and I went and like the first one I could find was a was a 45 good and i went Lord. out the backyard and shot this rat <gasps> it's your like, house in plano like, i know from like three inches away with a 45 in, straight into the ground and i shielded my eyes because i've seen all these <laughs> movies like uh what's the quentin tarantino movie where like uh you know he cuts the guy's ear off uh, the reservoir dogs yeah. like i'm afraid blood, blood is gonna, gonna splatter, splatter all over me like it's a rat like it yeah. has more than like two ounces of blood in its body yeah Right. So I like turn my face away and hide my face because I don't want to get rat blood all over me. Just pow, just pound it around Gosh. into it. And I look down and it is completely gone. gone. I vaporized this rat body <laughs> with a 45 point blank range in the middle of the city. You Randy Johnson fastballed the rat. Uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, the center fielder for that game, his name was Jamie Gann, and I worked with him in Oklahoma. Really? Minor league? Yeah, it was a triple leaguer, yeah. triple A uh, player, and it was you know kind of no between way. double and triple he was... A. He wasn't quite major league, uh, major league ready, but uh, he was the center fielder, no and he was like, just, he was like, I was just watching, and then you just see from center field like this cloud of feathers, and you're like, what? And he was like, it took me like a full like two more outs to realize what happened because <laughs> you don't know out and then, you know it's the, 300, yard, 300 feet away such a funny video um did it's i tell not you? funny it's a bird getting like hammered oh. by like a 98 mile an hour oh, fastball it just it just like that every oh, it's yeah. like disintegrated I like need to it's tell... kind of funny like a cartoon yes. but <laughs> we need to get sad. we need to get to vanessa because it's 8 30 but have i told you the three raccoon and the trap shotgun story no, and I don't think I want to hear that. Save that for next time. And uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna end this call, no. and uh, we're gonna call Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, there you are. I was like, wait, hold on. My, it was there was a delay, and I kept muting her, and she was unmuting. Hello. Hi. No, I started being quiet because I heard you talking about killing animals. And I was like, what have I walked into? Just, uh, I know, right? Like, I uh, feel like I should be here. Yeah, let's not let's me and you go to a different podcast where we don't talk <laughs> the, about killing animals. the non kill. Okay, so context. 
So we do this little crosstalk segment. We do your intro and like just kind of talk about stuff. And we were talking about uh, there was this bird that flew into a window in my office and got like mortally wounded. And I had to, I couldn't just leave it out there to be cat food. Put it out of your misery is what you want to say, Mark. You put have it out of not my misery. So that's what we were talking put about. The bird out of its misery. So I was like, what are we ta- what did we talk about in crosstalk for the show notes? And I was like, all right, killing city animals. Poor things. Uh, where are you, Vanessa, where are you right now? So I'm actually on a military base um, for the holidays visiting my spouse. He's in the military. And so um, you can't disclose where you are. Huh? Is it a big secret? Um, No, it's not a big secret. I just like don't like to, uh, you know, I travel a lot. (laughs) So it's just like. Way to go, Mark. Way to go, Mark. (laughs) It's kind of pointless to be like, oh, I'm here. Right, right, right. So where are you from originally? Um, originally I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, but I haven't lived there since I was like a toddler and I've traveled pretty much all over. I've lived all over America at this point, but I have roots in North Carolina at this point. So I was reading a book about North Carolina right now about Michael Jordan, Wilmington. Yeah. Yeah. Wilmington's pretty. They seem to have people that have like a lot of money out there (laughs) with the beachfront properties. Way to go, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I was in Charlotte this summer. Yeah, they're progressive. Add add that to the bragging montage. <laughs> I went to the NASCAR oh. Hall of Fame. Oh, I've been I've been there. I don't think I went to the whole museum, but they have a Christmas show oh. on the NASCAR like racetrack. Have you done it? No. Yeah. Is it just a bunch a of Christmas trees thing. running around the track? No, it's a lot more than that. It's like this very elaborate spectacle about like just all, everything Christmas. It's really, really big. It's hard to you just have to see it. Well, they sell if, tickets, and so you drive your vehicle onto the racetrack. What? Thing. Yeah. So are you? Uh, you know, if you're from North Carolina, like, are are you a NASCAR fan, or do you just like it's just kind of you're around it so much that you kind of know what it's about? No, I'm not a NASCAR fan or any kind of specific sports fan, yeah. and I don't really know a lot about it. However, my uh, father-in-law was a fan okay. of it, yeah. and I've had relatives that are fans. And obviously, I just happened to be—I was actually happened to be at Charlotte IKEA because that's like a big event, like traveling to IKEA because I live in remote <laughs> locations a lot of the time. Right. <laughs> and I know so what that's this why. was just like a, a, a pit stop on the way home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was a while ago. I think that, I imagine they're still doing it because. I think my husband was telling me something about an off season they have. And so this, like it's a big moneymaker for them. Right. 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 They were packed. Like they were selling those tickets. Like you would not believe. What? Like they were dropping them out of a hot air balloon or something. Oh, you just mean, okay. I see what you mean. You just mean the volume. Yes. Mark, they were selling the tickets in a, in a manner in which you would not be able to believe. (laughs) Like they had a flying saucer beaming the tickets into people's face. Oh, that's funny. No, okay. you stay in your car and they like sell you a ticket. This is how it was when we were there. Yeah. You stay in your vehicle, they sell you a ticket, and then like you go like this guided tour in your vehicle throughout the whole. It was a long thing too. Yeah. I actually remember I had to go to the bathroom at one point. <laughs> like he, I think there was a porta potty out there, but like who would want to get out? Because then like how are they going to pick you back? Right. Up? Well, or know. you could just do what the NASCAR drivers do and just go in your pants. What? I don't know if that, they do that. That they, they, they ab- do that at all. They absolutely do that. They, they, I don't think. Look that, it up. I think they just probably like just hold it. No, they're in a car for four hours and they're drinking fluids. They go look it up. They they pee in their suits. Oh, gross. Okay. Well, 
Congratulations, everyone. Now we know how <laughs> NASCAR drivers pee in their pants, according to Mark. Well, NBA players do that, too. They just, they're just they peeing on themselves. I don't all think the they do that at all. I don't think NBA players in the middle of a game are like, I have to pee. Hang on. They're, they're, they're at the free throw line. It goes down their leg at the free throw line, and the guy with the mop just comes out and mops. It's not true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, Vanessa, we are recording. Uh, this is the interview. Um, we did a little intro for you already, but give us your like your version of your background, Cliff's Notes version, kind of where how you got to where you are today. Yeah, God, that's hard. Um, so basically, I'm considering myself a behavioral health clinician, basically, and um, I have worked towards years to get to that point because the regulations are unbelievable. And um, I was in the army and um, my spouses as well currently. And uh, a lot of my family members were in the military as well, a number of them. And so that's kind of been my reference point for much of my life, more so than most people. And so um, I've done a lot of work. Um, social work is what they probably consider as well as clinical work with you name it. Basically, like I've worked with homeless veterans. I've worked with um, people clinically in a therapeutic office setting. I've worked with people online about telebehavioral health. And um, more recently, I've gotten to other things. Like I created an anger management therapy game for licensed clinicians. Yes, I looked at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I wrote a book about burnout because there really wasn't a whole lot out there written about that for behavioral health clinicians specifically. And uh, I felt like it was a topic that needed to be addressed because I feel like most people, by the time they have enough information about it they seem to just like be burned out and leave the industry right. for it to be heard from again yeah <laughs> i've seen this you get burned actually. out you leave you don't like there's not much you can do it seems like by the time you you're, burned out, you're done yeah <laughs> most people don't write a book they're just like i'm out um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in fact one person after i graduated from school on um, burned out like really fast like record speed within like i think two years and they went to work at like a big box store and that was the last i heard of them so yeah. well yeah. I, I want you to, to i want you to uh give us an explanation in just a minute just kind of a uh a, a layman's term like what is a behavioral health clinician but mm -hmm. first what is like the difference in like burnout like real burnout and just like a millennial just like uh i don't want to do i'm tired anymore. of going to work every day i would rather sleep in all day right. <laughs> yeah so in layman's terms behavioral health clinician i kind of coined that term i'd actually been titled that at one of my jobs there's a lot of different titles for this type of work though but basically everyone knows what kind of what a doctor is an md and that's someone who deals with physical health right a primary care provider can be like a physician's assistant an md a nurse practitioner I'm sure other labels as well. And they're like, they can be um, specialized or they can be in primary care. So it'd be like your physical health. And so when people go to the doctor for their annual physical or vaccines or blood work, that's a very routine thing that they do. It's very normalized to them. But when people go and have maybe um, work stress issues or relationship issues or, um, you know, maybe addiction issues of some kind, you know, a lot of times they don't even know where to go. It's not second nature to them. Well, that's where the kind of behavioral health realm comes into place, play. And basically, you can have a lot of different licenses. There's all different kinds um, to do this work. It's heavily regulated, though. I will tell you that much, this industry. And um, that is basically behavioral health clinician. You know, someone that's a licensed clinician that can do legally do behavioral health-related work. So instead of being, you know, an MD, uh, nurse practitioner, or a physician's assistant, 
um, that deals with physical health on the other spectrum is dealing with mental health, which absolutely can affect your physical health. And nurse practitioners, just to clarify, as well as MDs can also be behavioral health clinicians, but they have to be specialized. So for example, I've worked with a psychiatrist who went to medical school, which a lot of people didn't realize that, and then specialized and spent time um, doing uh, rotations at a psychiatric facility and became a psychiatrist or like a nurse practitioner can be a psychiatric nurse practitioner, but that's like a specialty that you specialize in. It's separate from primary care or something else. Right. Um, okay. So there is this uh, kind of stigma around, you know, if you say like, I'm physically sick, nobody thinks anything of that, right? Like that's just right. a thing. But when you say like, I, I'm mentally sick, people are like, oh, God, oh geez. No, like, I agree. What it's is like, what is that? And how can we like stop that? Well, there's several things. Um, first, I want to address your earlier thing about burnout and your. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. let you finish that question. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, you know, you're kind of alluding to like being burned out versus being lazy type thing. Well, right. you know, I can't speak for every single industry and every single person. But in behavioral health care, what I've noticed is basically the burnout ha happens when you're working in from what I observed with really high intensity people that have, you know, like if you work at a crisis center, for example, um, or you're working really long hours or, you know, those are kind of like the common things that you'll see. And basically it's not getting enough rest. It's not getting a lot of times enough nutrition, enough water throughout your day, enough bathroom breaks, enough time between, you know, clients, um, enough time with family, enough downtime to just decompress basically. And it's basically where, you know, burnout starts to happen for a lot of people when all your time's monopolized and you really don't have that kind of downtime. And you can only go like that for so long before you hit kind of a wall and there's signs and symptoms of it and they're different for everybody, but it can be wanting to stay in bed all day. That can be a symptom of depression. Actually, right. it can be, um, becoming physically ill as a sign of just being completely exhausted. It can be, you know, kind of like a tingling feeling. It's kind of odd to describe, um, you know, being short tempered. Um, it could be a lot of different things, a lot of different signs and symptoms. And there's different kind of phases of burnout where there's their kind of the early burnout where it's like, you know, maybe you need to take just a few days off. And then there's the most severe kind of burnout, in my opinion, which is basically you don't ever want to come back to this industry again, you're just done. Right. And you may need to be getting serious professional help at that point. Right. Okay, and now to the to like the uh, physical health versus mental health and like the stigma around that and like how do we how do we get away from that because it's like you know it's like uh, it be, i think because there's that stigma if somebody is is showing signs of mental sickness they're scared to you know it's not like you saying like oh i've got a cold you don't it's just like oh you got a cold no big deal but i think it's like it's dangerous to be like scared to like want to admit that maybe you have some mental health problems that you need help with you know what i'm saying yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. And so like what most people don't realize is that almost every single pro like human being in America, let's just focus on America, has had a mental health problem at some point right. or another. Yeah. And so a mental health problem can be as simple as stress management. Like you're super stressed out about your job, about your boss, about something happening, about a coworker conflict, or maybe you're self-employed, you're really stressed out about the pressures of that. That can be a mental health problem, just stress management, yeah. you know, feeling really tense all the time. 
um, that that's kind of a really common thing that a lot of people experience, but they don't even recognize that that's like a mental health problem. It can be relationship problems where you're fighting with your significant other a lot or your friends or your family. A lot of people have that going on. Most people do, right. in fact. In fact, this is time of year, you know, the holidays where yeah. people have that going on. So those are a couple like simple examples. Being more aware of like it doesn't a lot of times this is what I see. You go to your doctor or your primary care provider for an annual checkup for your vaccines, for your blood work. You don't think twice about it. You take your kids there. Right. They get their sports physicals. It's like no big deal. Right, it's right, just right. another thing on the checklist. Yeah. But when people come to me or uh, my peers, a lot of times what I see and hear is like they are convinced that they're about to get like a life altering you know, diagnosis that's just going to be like, you know, this is the end for you. And, and it's like they associate a lot yeah. of times in general public with mental health problems with like, um, you ever see the movie The Shining with Jack Nicholson? Uh, he has the axe coming and, through the door. And I read the book, Rick, <laughs> which is much better than the movie. But yes, here's Johnny. Yes. So a lot of times people associate mental health problems with right. that. And like, while that is true, that can happen. It's kind of like going to your doctor and saying, I must have cancer. The worst kind, stage four, going to die tomorrow. Like the clock yeah, is ticking. That, yeah, that's right. A physical. Right. It's like, of course that can happen. Right. But like, is that every person that goes to get a physical and their blood work done every year? Right. You know what I mean? Like people don't come in expecting that really worst case scenario. Yeah. But with me in my line of work, a lot of people do. They come in expecting like the worst thing ever to be told. And a lot of times it's just, you know, stress management or relationship problems or, you know, something, something else maybe that isn't anywhere to that severity yeah. um, that they're expecting. And so, as far as what people can do to kind of avoid these stigmas, you know, family members can stop telling their loved ones that uh, they're crazy and that <laughs> they need to go talk to someone in a negative kind of way. Maybe calling and, them a psycho. Labeling them. Right. So like the yeah. negative <laughs> like psycho, like, you know, my crazy ex and, you know, yeah. different, you know, bad names and things like that. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, people that are fighting over custody and stuff be like, you know, my ex is so bipolar. My 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 ex is so narcissistic. There's like a bunch of videos about this online, actually. So that kind of perpetuates a lot of negativity about mental health because you don't really hear people saying, you know, my ex had a really bad psoriasis or right. my ex, <laughs> my ex know, had huge like, my ex had huge boogers all the time yeah my ex had like a war on their foot that they couldn't get off you know right. my ex had really bad bo like nobody says that right. about their ex but with the mental health it's like this is so negative so you could like stop with that stop with that yes <laughs> that would be helpful you know stop with your loved ones you know bashing them and shaming them into seeing someone like myself because that's that happens a lot so like there's all this shame pent up yeah. when they go to see a mental health professional that shouldn't be there you know and you know and the reality is if you're having relationship problems you know with a significant other good chance you need couples counseling, not just individual counseling individual counseling can be good right. group counseling can be good you're probably gonna need couples counseling because right. there's a problem there with both of you right it's not just one i'll say person. this i'm really really glad that this is the direction that society has been moving in because you know you hear like and i don't want to like you know generation x generation y you know boomers or whatever but you hear older people there's still this stigma like oh i heard such and such a same way and they look around like 
best. But then you see like people our age, like on Twitter or Instagram, like, you know, my therapist said this or my therapist right. said that. I, I love that there's this destigmatization because there are so many people and, and it doesn't in so many walks of life that deal with mental health challenges. I can speak personally. I've been a cop for 15 years. I've dealt with some pretty significant mental health challenges, especially, you know, the last few months of, uh, you know, that I've been going on, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, things like that. And it's so I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I am so happy that in that this is where we are in 2019, as opposed to where we were in like just a few years ago in 2010, where it would be like, oh, well, we're going to have to take this guy and put him on the old rubber gun squad and put him behind a desk and pushing him up because he's too, you know, he can't handle that stuff. I'm so happy for people like you who are here to help kind of destigmatize that because this is not just people in super high intensity, high stress uh, professions. It's uh, it, it, some of it's profession related. I think a lot of it is life related. Right. I was going to say, if you are alive today, yeah. That people have to put up with, you know, you have right. kids, they have homework, they have, you have cooking, you have cleaning, you have your job, you have your relationship, you have so many things like soaking up your time right now that yep. it's only natural in the, the, the life, the lifestyles that we're living in modern life that you're, you may encounter mental health challenges. And I'm really, really happy for people like you who are here to help people kind of uh, the best way I can think of to describe it is to help untie those knots because they're not like you know they're knots that can be untied at some point it just requires some work it's not like well this person well we're gonna put them in an asylum and in a straight jacket in a padded room because it's not how it works yeah yeah no i've actually been in psychiatric wards and i've never seen that before and neither uh, have i yeah <laughs> i've been i've been i've worked in um I haven't actually been an employee of them, but like I have done internships or worked at a hospital where they, you know, I was there and whatnot. And I never saw that in everything. In fact, one of them um, I saw in recent years, last number of years was really snazzy. Now, not all of them are like super decked out and fancy, but like this one was like pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was nicer than a lot of people's homes. So, I mean, of course they still have to take safety precautions, you know, as you can imagine, but still, um, it was pretty nice. Not what a lot of people would think, but most people aren't going to need to go to a psychiatric ward. Um, that just isn't the case for most. And, you know, whatever the case, when it comes to mental health problems, it is best to go earlier than later. Yes. So when you start getting stressed with work or relationships and you're just having kind of a hard time managing that, um, you know, having a hard time, whatever the case may be, you just notice like you're really stressed out. Like that's going sooner than later is a good idea because then you can find someone that you click with and get some strategies to help you deal with things and function at your highest level moving forward instead of waiting till you're at the end of your rope and you're like having a meltdown, you know, and really upset and, and thinking that there's something terribly broken with you and so on and so forth. Um, I think that's like a big mistake that people make is just waiting so long yeah, to go absolutely. see someone. If you had a stomach ache, if you had food poisoning, like you would, that, you know, that's an acute issue, right? Like that you eat a bad sandwich at a gas station. Like you would yeah. go and you go see a primary care provider. You'd be like, oh my God, I have terrible diarrhea right now. Help me. Like you wouldn't even hesitate. <laughs> well, Rick, I mean, Rick has diarrhea Mark, Mark. regularly. <laughs> Were you about to make the same joke? <laughs> I cannot agree with you more strongly because the thing that you that, that, that we don't we're not taught at an early age are uh, our coping skills, how to cope with uh, anxiety pr uh, producing situations, 
because everyone goes through anxiety issues. It's just that's what it is. It's uh, anxiety crops crops up for everybody. And we're not taught at a young age how to deal with it. And so you try to deal with it on your own and deal with it on your own for years and years and years. And you develop these really unhealthy coping strategies. Uh, Some people it's, you know, eating, you know, uh, eating disorder. Some people it's drinking problems. Some people it's drugs. It doesn't matter what it happens to be. But because we're not taught these things at an early age, if you're not breaking that cycle of of uh, unhealthy behaviors, then that's just going to that loop is just going to start spinning wildly out of control. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, and I, doing this work, you know, I, I'm grateful because of what I've been able to learn from it. You know, it's obviously useful and even in my own life and relationships and stuff, but I'm no perfect person. I never claim to be. I always tell people that up front, like I'm no perfect person here. Um, but it's been really useful because it's made me also aware just, I mean, I went to public schools and so, you know, I mean, my schools I went to were terrible, but <laughs> But, you know, there was no education at all about healthy relationships or unhealthy relationships or about boundaries or about just like self managing oneself like in life internally and, you know, in healthy ways to cope. There was just none of that. Nothing, you know. And so I don't think most people are getting that. Especially when I talk to people through the years, I don't get any sense that they've gotten any of that kind of education whatsoever. I have a question. Yes, I feel like we're in class now. Yes, Rick, may I ask the question? Um, may I ask me? Yes, yes. So, okay, so you're you're sick. You cough. Your stomach feels bad. You're running fever. You're achy. You have these physical symptoms, right? What are some of the symptoms where, like you said, like you have, you know, obviously if you're having diarrhea, I like. I just wanted to say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think is she the only the first guest who's ever said diarrhea like with, without us saying it first. It's a common. It's a no common possible problem. way. No, there's we no talk way. about diarrhea yeah. all the time. We do talk about, but it's, it's always diarrhea. Pod, <laughs> simply diarrhea podcast. <laughs> but like, what are some of like the? I'm, I, you know, you've got a cough. Like, you know, you don't want to get to the breaking point. But what are some things that people can look for to be like? You know what? Maybe I should go talk to somebody about something. You know, like what are some of those symptoms? So it's widely varied and it can be, you know, there's so many different things, but I will say commonly speaking, what I see the most of, and of course, widely varied, I'm talking about adults, um, being frustrated more than usual, being feeling irritated, um, feeling angry, um, and there's nothing wrong with these emotions or normal emotions, but just feeling that like noticing that you're starting to feel that feeling short tempered, snapping at people at work or at home, having a hard time, um, Think, you know, maybe conversation is turning into disputes quickly um, in your different relationships, having a hard time sleeping at night, um, not getting enough sleep, maybe having a lack of appetite or too much appetite. Right. Um, what else? Having a hard time. I'd say the top thing, probably having a hard time with just stress management yeah. and managing one's responsibilities in life. And that can be due to a lot of different reasons. You know, a lot of people have a lot of credit card debt, uh, have how, you know house payment, car payment. Um, have a lot of different stressors and then a lot of people, you know, have children as well and the job and then you just keep stacking these things. So when you notice that you're having a hard time, when a person notices that they're having a hard time kind of like managing their stress and not really kind of knowing kind of what to do first as far as how to better manage that. I mean, that's definitely like a clear sign that, you know, it could be helpful to seek some behavioral health assistance essentially. Right. 
Um, yeah, that's all good stuff. And that's one thing that I think mean, we we do like a tip of the week uh, in the in the show conclusion. And that's we're that we're going to talk about. That's going to be the tip of the week uh, for well, and I'll, I'll say this too. That, that's one of the hardest parts about a mental health challenge is like if you have high cholesterol, you can go to your doctor's office and they can pull your blood and they have a quantifiable right, number. Your right, cholesterol right, right. is, you know, whatever happens to be 350 or whatever. And there's a threshold and Jeez, there's numbers. Quantifiable. <laughs> but there's not like a way to there's not a quantifiable number for you are having uh, you're having an anxiety issue. There's not a quantifiable number. There's not a blood test for, you know, you're having this behavioral health challenge. And so it really just requires that you pay a lot of attention to how you are normally, how you are feeling normally and how you're feeling in that moment and recognizing that, Hey, something you know this is kind of reaching uh i don't want to say like a boiling point because that means you've waited too long but there's definitely like a hey I, i've got to know what's going on with me on a regular basis to know what's abnormal kind of thing yes i agree being in tune with oneself is really important and also as far as the quantifiable i mean people that aren't really you know familiar with behavioral health wouldn't be able to quantify you're right these different things like you know in the same way that you, you compare it to like cholesterol but if you're working if the person like that's really stressed out um that has some different maybe mental health problems goes to someone that really knows what they're doing that's really good <laughs> um then it actually is pretty quantifiable um i actually am pretty good quantifying things um okay. and so i have intake forms that I do everything digitally. And so they're standardized to take out the human error. Um, so everything's pretty automatic after I set it up. And basically I ask a lot of different questions. There's a lot of different ways I ask questions, check boxes, fill in the blanks type things. And once I, you know, do like a pre-screening with someone over the phone, look at the forms and then get into the initial assessment, I have a pretty good idea what's going on. Right. Or if, you know, I have an idea, huh. you know, it depends on kind of what, you know, every situation is unique. So I kind of like almost hesitate with that. But like, I mean, there are many things that are quantifiable because they have the, you know, DSM, um, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And so the way you come up with different diagnoses, um, you know, is through like, for example, an anxiety disorder or a PTSD are through, you know, very specific uh, things that you're able to identify with that individual. And so you, you can really identify those things. Of course, you have to be very skilled and experienced and know what you're doing. We know what you're looking at, but it, it is very doable. Um, and not everyone meets um, a diagnostic criteria either because that's to raise to a certain level. You know, a, a lot of people just may be something much more minor, but they still will benefit from, like you were talking about coping strategies and whatnot. Right. I, this is hard to believe, but we are coming up on 30 minutes. But before we do, we have a few things we need to do, housekeeping stuff. The first thing is I've got the link that you sent me to your book, to the Anger Therapy Game, to um, uh, the Go Vanessa Leck. Is that – it is Leck, right? Yeah, yeah, you're saying it right. Like, <laughs> oh good on you because most people butcher that Lech. and call me like a leech or a lush. Lekka, Lekha. Um, so so yes, you got that right. So he's calling me Vanessa, but yeah, that was actually my Instagram. And so that's just, um, but do, no, do, I am not like providing any services of any kind through right, social right. media, 
don't don't do that um it's not happening anyways but as far <laughs> as the <laughs> burnout book and anger management game that was designed for the intent for licensed clinicians fyi okay cool so i shouldn't put that in the show notes no put it in the show notes okay. i'm sure it's by some licensed clinicians oh cool. yeah, yeah hopefully they're, they're around they're around somewhere yeah but cool. i just want to let you guys know that yeah was there anything any other places that you want us to direct people to when they when they listen to this um, no, I don't okay. think so. You're like google.com. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you an email. I will send w you an email w just w to clarify so nothing gets confused. Okay, perfect. And uh, two more questions. The first is you emailed me. How did you hear about us? I wish I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I can't remember. I googled the dumbest podcast ever, and you guys were the top result. <laughs> I um, I can barely remember like what I ate in the last couple of days because I track it on an app lately for like health yeah. fitness stuff, and that's hard, not hard right. enough. Well, it was like two months ago, so it's been. A long she googled time. simply diarrhea podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the and then the last question that we ask all our guests: What is something you do? Uh, to make life more enjoyable or something that you just enjoy about life? So I love cycling, but I'm not like super hardcore with all that cycling, that special cycling gear. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like the people are like really into cycling, like with the special pants and stuff. Right. I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I'll just wear shorts. It's fine. I'll just have some shorts on. It's I don't need to wear a kit. Mark does it in jeans. Mark yeah. wears blue jeans to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> but. I do like cycling a lot. It's something I do actually just did that today. So cool. I like that. I like cycling outside. I know that right now there's like a lot of uh, controversy <laughs> about some cycling, cycling uh, bike that some woman got for Christmas. Um, so I don't cycle. No better, no better way to show your wife you appreciate her by being like, hey, better keep it tighter than the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so I, oh I cycle gosh. outside, not inside. Right. I cycle on a real bicycle, like not the cycle machine. So sweet. That's cool. what I like to do. Awesome. All right. Well, that that's it. We did it. That was 30 minutes and that was awesome. And this will be up uh, probably sometime next week. And when it comes out, I'll send you the link uh, and uh, and you can do whatever you want with it. You can just take the link and print it out on a piece of paper and put it in your toilet. <laughs> just, shred, just drop it directly into the shredder. <laughs> awesome. Well, Vanessa, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll email you when the show's up. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. I have some bad news. Okay. None of that was recording. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was all recording and we got it all. I thought you were, I, I was trying to get you to cuss. No. Sorry, man. I'm, I've turned over a new leaf. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, so the tip of the week. Here's the tip of the week. By the way, we've been recording for almost an hour, and this is the longest I've gone without swearing all day. Probably. Wow, it's very impressive. Um, I yeah, I was, that's why I was like trying to get you to cuss because I feel like you're all pent up. <laughs> um, so here's the tip of the week. It's it's kind of like that. If you see something, say something that they say yeah. on the subway. Like look like inside yourself. If you see something, 
Like, if something's going on, don't just, like, ignore it and say, oh, it's fine. Like, just go uh, manage it, you know? And, like, you can even, oh. like, you know, with, with, like, a cough, you don't have to necessarily go to the emergency room if you're coughing, but you can, like, figure out what's ha- causing the cough and do something about it, right? So you can, like, if something, like, that's like, meditation, mindfulness, uh, doing things that you enjoy, uh, you know, the whole enjoy life thing can kind of manage some of the minor mental health symptoms before it get, gets out of control, right? Well, and I'll say this from a personal perspective. If you're kicking the behavioral health issue can down the road, all you're doing is causing yourself a larger and larger and larger problem to deal with eventually, because eventually you're going to have to deal with it. You, you can't, you can't not deal with it. Right. Um, Well, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, not getting enough sleep eventually it's, you're, it's going to catch up to you. Like there's no, you can't just like, like just get two hours of sleep a night. And, and, well, and no I, consequences. I, I would just offer this encouragement to people out there who but because w- some sometimes when you're dealing with a behavioral health issue, you think that um, you're the only person who feels like this. You're you're the only person who's been through this. There's this definitely this isolating um, factor to it sometimes for some people. And I'll tell you this um, there. I would say you're probably I mean, I, I can't speak for every single possible, you know, uh, situation, but there, there's somebody out there who's been through what you've been through and we're living in a good time right now. And I'm hopefully hopeful that like society will keep progressing towards this idea that, that mental health is just as important as physical health. Um, right. But, uh, and just as, as like as normal, like, you know, like, it's just like, Oh yeah, I have a cold. Yeah. You call in sick and you say, I've got a cold and everyone goes, Oh, Hey, uh, Rick's got a cold. It's no big deal. But you can't can't call call in sick because like I'm having like an anxiety attack. Exactly. You you don't want to tell your boss that because you think, you know, everyone's going to think you're crazy. Yeah. It's going to be like, like, Oh geez. Oh, Rick's yeah. Rubber gun, (laughs) rubber gun squad. (laughs) It's not, it's not crazy. Like there are a lot of people who deal with, with, with these issues and, uh, it, it causes a lot of significant problems in people's personal lives because yeah. they are they have a level of denial. They're they're afraid. I think that's probably a bigger factor. They're afraid to deal with it because they're afraid to you know open that you know open the curtain and see what's right, behind there. Right, right. You just you have to. And I just if 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 that's something that that is going on with you, I just I can't tell you enough how important it is to to deal with that right. situation because it's not going to get better unless you make active strides right. to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing we always tell, you know, it's like, uh, like we, you know, the college students we work with, it's like college is stressful. There's no way around it. Like a, like a new mom, if you have a brand new, like a week old baby, there is no, there is no like scenario where that's not going to be a, a, a stress on you. Right. So if you are not actively doing something about it, we get, we got a problem. Right. And it's yes. Gonna, it's gonna, it's and, gonna, and, and yeah. this is a problem that that um, that will spread from you to other members of your family. Right. It will yeah. spread from you to coworkers. Um, it will like it will affect your productivity at work. It will affect your productivity at home. It will affect your interpersonal relationships. Um, it's got you have to get a handle on it. And right. if uh, I'm at simply human Rick at Gmail dot com, I barely ever check my email, but like I will start making a point to check it. Um, if, if, you know, if, if you would like some advice pointing in that direction, uh, I, I'd be more than happy to reach out, yeah. uh, if, if you'll drop me a line, because it's something that, uh, to be quite frank and quite honest, this has been something that, ha- that I have, um, had to address in my personal life. Um, 
a few times over the last few years. And I feel like I'm just now kind of starting to get my, my arms wrapped around it and, and make some legitimate strides in the right direction. Um, but uh, this is something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. Part of it is because I work in, you know, this, you know, police, high stress, high anxiety, high, uh, you know, uh, high danger profession. But it's not just cops. It's not just doctors. It's not just nurses. It's not just firefighters. It's school teachers. It's um, <laughs> I mean, you name Any it, name because it's not right. it's not just the jobs we're doing. It's right. the lives that we're living right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and so this is something that's very, very important to me. And yeah. I want everyone out there uh you know, I'm I'm pulling on the I'm pulling on the rope in the same direction as you are. I want yeah. everybody out there to have a productive, happy, and healthy life, yeah. and um, sometimes that means addressing some of these things, even if you're scared to. Yeah. And again, that email address is simplyhumanrick at clownpenis.fart. <laughs> does, does anyone still get the clownpenis.fart joke? Because <laughs> It's been my go-to when someone asks for a website, yeah. and I say, "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a www.clownpenis.com." No. no one seems to understand it. It's probably one of my favorite Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live bits ever from like 1997. It, and it was like, "What? You know, what's going to happen?" No, we, were when, slow, yeah. we were slow. To, it was like an investment <laughs> group, and they're like, "We could invest your money. Help you plan for the future. Visit us <laughs> on the internet at www.clownpenis.fart. Yes, a lot of other brokerages rush to the internet, but we did our research first before we got on there. But and then all the good things were taken. <laughs> I can't do it. I tell you, that... That's the kind of sketch, oh. by the way, that you and I would come up with if we worked there. Oh, man. We would have one yeah. career sketch ever. Yeah. It would be something like well, that. Well, that or the toilet... The death, the toilet death ejector seat. <laughs> oh. You see the one? On, did you see this last Saturday? No, oh, dang it! I need, I need to go back. I've got a couple that I need to go back and watch. That's actually what I'm going to do right now. Halo is very, very good on here. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I've heard it was good. Um, okay, that was good. Uh, we we're yes. we're booking into March, Rick, and it's December, uh, early good December. Lord. I know. So, whoa, that was annoying. Was that All right, noise? so that. Idiot. It's gonna do did it. Did you see my name on? Did you see my name on the Zoom? Uh, this Zoom chat room, by the way. Oh gosh! Does <laughs> not say my name on there. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> you enter your own name on there, and I did. If you just want, for you. if you want to know what Rick's name was on the call, text <laughs> text me at join the Simply Human Insider, insider text, description. It's a hundred dollars a month. Text it will everything. <laughs> text text poop anus at clownpenis.fart. How do you text something at clownpenis.fart? Just do it. Just trust us. That needs to be your like new Twitter and <laughs> I'm sure that's already taken. I almost did it when we had Vanessa on the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get off on the right foot here. <laughs> she, she, she joins. I'm the, almost 40 years old, and I'm making butt and 69 jokes. So, she, she, she clicks on the call. And she's like, "Mark Rogers, host, butt man 69." They're talking about killing animals, and she just, and she just like leave, leave me. 
Before she even says anything, she just leaves it in. Oh my hey god. Guys, uh, oh god. Okay. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> this, this, is, this is not the podcast I thought it was. Uh, okay. Uh, that is going to do it for this edition of the Simeon Podcast. And remember, I'm having some active duty right now. <laughs> and as you are as well. And I have proof. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.